The first verse of the song is very poetic and very meaningful. It goes like this, looking out at the road, rushing under my wheels, looking back at the years gone by like so many summer fields. In 65, I was 17 and running up 101. I don't know where I'm running now. I'm just running on. Some of you might go, I think I remember that song. Jackson Brown's hit, Running on Empty, from 1977. Yes, 1977. Great music back then. (laughs) What a great song, and what a pointed song. He said, hey, I'm just running on empty. I, I don't even know where I'm running anymore, but I know I'm running. I don't even know the purpose. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm moving. And I believe that really speaks to where we're at today. Many people today are just like, I'm going through the motions. I'm, I'm hitting it, I'm, but I just don't really know what road I'm on, I don't know where I'm going. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to my destination because I'm, just, I'm moving, but it's arduous. It's difficult. It's hard seems that many people today are experiencing a lot of fatigue, exhaustion, emptiness, and burnout. We're just, just trying to figure out, is, is this stress load, am I supposed to be under this stress load? Am I supposed to be under this weight? Or is there a better way? Is there a better life? Is this what God intended me to have and to do and to be under? And as we know, life has its ebbs and flows, its ups and downs. Stress is a great part of life. You really, you don't really want to live a stress-free life because we atrophy. Everything about us would just begin to disintegrate. Stress is actually good. Stress is good at the right level, to the right degree, for the right amount of time. But when we are under a load of stress for an extended period of time, that's when things begin to, to really go away. So I think today we need to have a reboot, and that's what we're going to talk about today is reboot. Everybody say reboot. All right, so instead of just continuing down this road, hey, let's, let's figure out, well, God, what road do you want me to be on? What are you wanting me to be doing and not doing? And if we can get in alignment with that, then we're okay. Our prayer should always be, God, I want to be in step with the Spirit I want my life to be submitted to the Word of God so that I have instruction and guidance. I came across this, 10 signs that you need a reboot. Ready? 10 signs that you need a reboot. Your passion has faded. Your main emotion is numbness. Little things make you angry. Everybody drains you. You're becoming cynical. Nothing satisfies you. You can't think straight. Your productivity is dropping. You rarely laugh, and sleep and time off no longer refuel you. Now that we're all depressed, let's, let's pick it back up. Because if you're like me, you're sitting there going like, I'm on that list, like in multiple places. And so we can't ignore that what we've been through the last couple of years and just where we're at right now. But the, the awful tendency we cannot allow is that we would stay in this mindset. I think we figured out by now that we cannot control a lot of stuff that happens, but what we can control and must is what happens right here, what happens in our lives. And so if we just continue like, oh, I'm stressed, 
But hey, let's have a reboot today. Let's get out of that and into this. Let's realize we're not just taking ourselves out of the world. We're still in the world, but we're going to live a better life than what we've been living. Amen? All right. So I'm going to use a comparison of Nehemiah to our time today. So if you want to turn, please, to the book of Nehemiah, chapter number eight. Nehemiah's in the Old Testament. If you're not sure, well, all y'all use electronic devices. Just type in Nehemiah at your Bible program, and it comes right up. But if you have that uh, old-fashioned Bible style, but the paper, you know, the kind of stuff makes noise, uh, it's in the Old Testament, Nehemiah. But look, look at the table of contents if you're not sure where it's at. So Nehemiah is a fantastic book. I encourage you to, to read it, look into it. It has a great deal about leadership, about the sovereignty of God and how God makes provision for people. And uh, just uh, appreciate so much uh, God making provision for so many people here at Hope Crossings. We've got a couple people who are back for the first time after having some sickness. So thank God for his uh, protection. Amen. So um, thank you so much for, for your care for the body of Christ. Uh, leadership's vitally important, the sovereignty of God. Nehemiah has, speaks to all of these things. They had just gone through a major situation. Nehemiah, a Jewish man, is working for a non-Jewish king. But God puts a burden on him, if you will, about the city of Jerusalem. It had been previously invaded. The, some portions of the walls were just destroyed. And he begins to feel like, God, I, I just, I just want to go rebuild those walls. I want, I want the city, Jerusalem, the city of God, his people. I want, that, I want that city intact. I want those walls built up. And so he, he, he doesn't really go into a depression, but he's really heavy. It's really heavy on him. And so the king notices, hey, what's going on? And he tells the king. And you know what the king does? He said, man, go rebuild the walls. In fact, I'm going to send letters saying that you're not to be disturbed, and I'm going to send other letters saying provide this guy with materials that he needs. Isn't that great how God just provides our needs? He says, oh, you want to, you want to do something? Oh, here, I'll, I'll make provision for you. I, here we go. Okay, awesome, wonderful. You're just starting off, but God says, oh, I'm, I'm letting you know you're on the right track. And so that's what he does with Nehemiah. Well, really long story short, Nehemiah gets a small group of Jewish people and they go and they actually start rebuilding the walls. But as you know, whenever you do something for God, there's always an enemy, right? There's always somebody there that's going to try and go, ah, I don't, shouldn't be doing that and try to distract you and dissuade you. And that's what happened with Nehemiah. And it got so bad. I mean, this is, this is real, real situation. They're actually working with a tool in one hand trying to rebuild the wall and the sword in the other hand. It was just like, we're ready, but we're doing work, okay? We, we understand if we just do the work and don't pay attention to the enemy, he'll stab us in the back. And that's what we need to be aware of the devil's tricks. We can't not just pretend like he's not there. But we can't just so focus on the devil that we don't do the work. He's doing both, and that's what Nehemiah was doing. Well, they rebuild the walls, and there's great celebration. There's awesome. It's awesome. It's great. They've rebuilt the walls. But this is what happens next in Nehemiah chapter 8. We're going to start reading in verse number 5. They call this big assembly, and it says, Ezra opened the book. Now, this is the book of the law of Moses, the law of Moses. He says, all the people could see him because he was standing above them. As he opened it, the people all stood up. 
And we're going to walk through this verse by verse. That's a little different than the normal way I talk on Sunday mornings, but through verse by verse. Say something. There's something special and unique about honoring God's word. If you're going to have a reboot in your life, we're going to have to honor God's word. What a blessing it is to take God's word and say, you know, this isn't just, just God's word. This is God's word for me. And we begin to honor God's word. So therefore, we read it and we meditate on it. We think about it and we apply it to our daily lives. So let's start, just say, you know how important it is to honor God's word. And that's what they were doing. They didn't know God's word. They didn't know much about the law of Moses, but they were honoring it. They understood that God has done something tremendous, a miracle of just rebuilding these, these walls of Jerusalem. And that's his book. And they began to honor it. They just stood up and they just honored it. Uh, let's keep uh, reading verse number six. Ezra Praise the Lord, the great God. And all the people lifted their hands and responded, amen, amen. And then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we honor God's word, we're going to need to be in agreement with God's word. And that's what the people were doing. They were saying, amen, amen. Amen means so be it. Amen means I agree with that. Amen means, yeah, let's see that happen. So they were agreeing with God's word. And how many times? How many times? Have we read God's word to go through the emotion, to go through the exercise so we can say, check, that's off my list. I read God's word. Oh, I'm the only one. Okay, okay, well, y'all just pray for me, okay? I'm the only one in the room. No, we, we just, okay, I did it. You know, I did my devotion and we check it off. And uh, instead we gotta go, okay, what is, what is God saying to me about this? I need to be in agreement with it. And so we see there's, there's this amen, amen. Yes, I'm in agreement with that. But then... They began to worship. That's what they did. They worshiped and they bowed down before the Lord. They just said, we've got to make a response to this. You know, that's what worship really is, is a response to God's grace and goodness. It's a response to say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bow down and worship. And when we do that, we do minimize our negative emotions, but they just bow down and they worship God. That's why we start off our worship service with worship because it's that agreement of singing, it's that agreement of saying the same thing, it's that agreement of repeating God's word, and then we're just, we're just bowing our heart before a God who's mighty and strong. Well, let's read verses uh, 7, 8, and 9. See, I told you it's going to be different. You with me? All right, all eight of you, all right. Now, verse 7 says, the Levites, and then it lists those guys' names who I have no idea how to pronounce those names, so we'll just say they're great guys. Okay, they were instructing the people and the law while the people were standing there and they read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, look at what he says, this is what we're really going to hone in on. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the word of God. He starts off by saying, this is a holy day. This is, this is a day of reboot. You got to decide to have a different day. Have you ever had those times when you're just kind of in a, in a funk? You're just in a, and it's, you, you just wake up and you go, you know what? I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that today. You ever had that in your marriage? Where you're just like two ships passing in the night, and all of a sudden you go, you know, we're not, we're gonna keep doing this. We got to get it together. We we got we got to come together. You ever had that in a relationship with someone? He's saying this is a new day. 
And so we're not just going to go through the motions. We're not just going to go, yeah, I'm, I'm still running. I'm just not sure which road I'm on. No, we're, we're going to have a reboot. And we're going to say, this is the day the Lord has made. This is a holy day to the Lord. Have a different day. You know, it's okay for you to declare this is a different day today. It's okay for you to make that decision. You don't need society's approval to say, this is a different day. This is a different season that I'm in now and that I'm going now. You don't need anybody's permission to do that. You just got to wake up and say, you know, I decide. I decide this is a different day. But here's the deal. It's actually God deciding you get to have a different day. So we're just coming into agreement with God that we don't have to go through the motions every day. We get to go through new seasons and new seasons. No one asked for the season of life that we've been in in the last year and a half. No one asked for that, and I don't know of anybody that's enjoyed it. But God is saying it's a new day. It's a day and a season of reboot to where we don't just continue, but we're saying it's a fresh start. I think God has some fresh starts for people today. But the second thing they did there was what I said a minute ago. They lowered the volume of their emotions. He said, don't weep and don't mourn. They, 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 they looked at their negative emotions. He said, no, you're not going to weep or mourn. This is a day that's holy to the Lord. We're going to change. Y'all have been thinking about all the work that it took to rebuild the walls, all the enemy that was trying to distract you and, and prevent you from doing it, all the problems, all the difficulties. He said, don't weep and mourn. But what's interesting is they were weeping and mourning as Ezra was reading the law of Moses. Now, okay, it doesn't say why they were weeping. But as I was preparing this, I was thinking, why would they stand there? Why would they be weeping when they're reading the law of Moses? What, what's up with that? I'm going to share you that with what I think. You can take it or leave it. We just know they were mourning. But I'm going to share with you what I think. I believe there are two reasons why they were mourning. Number one is, as they were reading the law of Moses... The law of Moses is the way that the Israelites were to live. It was all-encompassing to the individual and to the community. And they realized, you know what? God said in the law of Moses, you're supposed to do these things, and you're not supposed to do these things, and we haven't been doing good on either front. And I think there was a conviction of the Holy Spirit that says you've been disobeying God. You've, that's what happens to me when I read the Word. It's like, oh, yeah. I have neglected that, and I'm not doing that very good either. And there's a conviction that comes on us, and, and they just began to weep, I believe, because they were like, we're not lining up. But I think there's a second and even more important reason why they were weeping. This is what I believe. I believe they were also weeping because in the law of Moses, it says, yeah, don't do, you know, do these things and don't do these things. If you do these things and you don't do these things, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you so much, it's going to blow you away. I'm going to cause you to be elevated to a degree that the other nations will come and look at you and go, whoa, what's up with you guys? You're blessed. He says, you're going to be the one who, borrow, who lends and you don't borrow. Your, your crops are going to be blessed. Your herds and your flocks are going to be blessed. I'm going to prosper you so much. And I think they were looking at that going, we don't have those blessings. I mean, we've, we're struggling right now. Everything's a struggle. We're rebuilding the walls. That's a struggle. We're fighting against the enemy. That's a struggle. But now God is saying, well, the walls are complete now. We're good. Come on. Let's go. This is, this is not going to be a time 
of mourning and weeping. This is going to be a time where I'm going to bless you. This is a holy day, and I'm going to bless you. Verse number 10, let's look at it. Verse number 10 says, Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our God. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I like that in verse 10. It says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drink. Now, I went back to the, you know, to the original, and it's written in Hebrew, and I said, well, what, is, what does that all mean? And basically, it says this. He says, go eat the fat and drink the sweet. That's a pretty cool way of saying it, which let me know these were Southern Jews. They had sweet tea. It's obvious, you know? When I was growing up, my, my whole family drank sweet tea, except my mom. She did not drink sweet tea, but we always drank. But it was Florida sweet tea, and Florida's a northern state anyway, so it wasn't really sweet tea. It was just like a spoonful of sugar, you know. It's it just We moved up to Georgia, then we learned how to make sweet tea. Well, we learned what real sweet tea is, and we learned how to make it. You know how to make sweet tea. You get your water, and you, you heat it up, seep your tea bags in there forever, and uh, so you've got this warm gallon, two gallons of sweet tea. Then you've got your four-pound bag of sugar, and you've got your scoop. You know, you're ready. To, and so here's how you make sweet tea. You take your scoop, and you just throw it away, and you just throw, you just throw it. <laughs> That's sweet tea. You know, you got it. It's done. So they obviously were Southern uh, Jews. There's no doubt about that. But he says, I want, I want you to eat the fat, drink the sweet. I want you to eat choice food. In other words, he's saying, he says, I want you to have a party. I want you to have a moment of recognition. This is a holy day, and it's okay to eat the fat on a holy day. For everybody who's on a diet, it's okay on a holy day to eat the fat and drink the sweet. He's saying, I, I want you to do something that's of celebration. I want you to do something that is just out of the ordinary. I want you to go for it because we're making a demarcation line. We're making a line that just says, hey, come on. This is a new day. This is, this is a new opportunity. And we're making a change away from what was and into what is coming. We've got to enjoy the blessings that God gives us. God says, I'm blessing you. He says, yeah, I've given you a, a list of do's and don'ts. Yeah, but you know what? As you do them, I'm going to elevate your life and I'm going to bless you. And that's the word that God's giving us today. I'm going to bless you because you are being obedient to my word. I'm going to bless you because of your faithfulness. I'm going to bless you because you're giving to other people. I'm going to bless you because you're providing for them. I'm going to bless you. He says, God wants to bless us. That's what we see in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we see. What is, the, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ that God looked at us and said, you, you can only live to, to a certain level because of the sinfulness that you're dealing with. And the animal sacrifices don't forever eradicate sin. It's a putting off of sin. It's just a delay and a delay and a delay. Jesus Christ came to not delay the punishment of your sin, but to wipe it out. He says, I'm giving you that fresh start. He said, he, he referenced it like being born again. He says, I'm, I've come to give you fresh life. That the, the, the judgment is not just put off. The judgment is null and void because Jesus took your judgment on the cross. He took your penalty on the cross. He took my penalty, the penalty of the whole world. The Bible says Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the entire world. 
And so he's saying to us, hey, I've got such a great life that I want you to live. And this life on this earth, people, society can bog you down and weight you down. And the difficulties that we face can just get us in a funk to where we're running. We just don't know really where we're going. And he says, reboot, rebirth, revival. Those are the things that kind of snap us out of it and go, okay, yeah, I'm making this determination. This is the day God's made. God's going to bless me. And we've got to limit our responsibilities in this to take off some stress. He said, I want you to eat the fat and drink the sweet, but I want you to send some of that fat and sweetness to somebody else. Hope Crossings, you guys are great at this. We are just amazing at helping other people. Can we get better? Yes. Are we going to? Yes. But we're amazing in helping other people. We just keep trying to bless other people. I talk to other pastors and, and they're, they're saying, hey, Chris, have, how's, how's Hope Crossing survived all this COVID stuff? What are your numbers? I said, we're, we're growing. <laughs> what? I, there are churches that are still like 50% attendance rate than what they were before COVID. And I'm like, it's, <laughs> we're growing. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, Well, how's your budget? Because we're way under budget. I said, we're doing great. What are you doing? Giving to missions. We just keep giving it away. We just keep sending it out. And God keeps bringing it in. You know, God's good. So he says, I want, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. So, but we got to limit our responsibilities when we're, when we're giving to other people. We can't control whether they have a party or not. We can just give them the supplies. You hear me? It's not our job to control what other people do. It's not our job to control what they think. It's not our job to control their success. It's our job to say, I'm going to help you to be successful. I'm going to help you to have what you need to be successful. Moms, moms with your children, just give them what they need to be successful. You are not responsible. <sighs> Take it easy for a moment. Okay? In other words, let the stress off. You, it, uh, Dr. Mark Rutland said something profound years ago. I never forgot it. He said, it is not your job to produce perfect children. I went, glory to God. That is a word. Whew. Man, just give them what they need. They'll work it out. They'll work it out. That's what we have to do. We just keep giving. We encourage. We motivate. We share the gospel. It is not our job to get someone saved. It's our job to love them into the kingdom. It's our job to present the truth of God's word. God's spirit will work on them. That's all right. We're going to keep planting seeds. We're going to keep talking to people about Jesus. We're going to keep presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has to do the work. We try and manipulate people into the kingdom. Mm -mm, doesn't work. God will bring them into the kingdom through our efforts. I love that last part, though, there, verse number 10. It says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isn't that great? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Today is reboot day. Today is reboot. And what I'm saying is I want you to, to I guess, draw a line in the sand, make a demarcation, and say, you know what? I, we have been through this, but we're going into a new season. How many of you are ready for a new season? I'm ready for a new season to say, you know what? I, I get it. I'm still in this world. I get it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not blind. I'm not going to put rose-colored glasses. We're not doing Pollyanna. We're just going, okay, we're, we're just going to have a new season. 
okay? Because I get to be the captain of my ship, right? Under Jesus, okay, I'm not, I didn't just lose, you know, okay. But it's like, I don't have to follow the society. I'm going to follow God. And I'm deciding this is a new day. I'm going into a new season. Amen? So that's, I think that's where we're at as Hope Crossings. I think God has, well, I know God's blessed us. I mean, just the fact that we've grown through all of this numerically, we've grown spiritually, we've grown closer to one another. Our life groups were just ramping up when 2020 hit. And now we survived it and we just realized, and now we're ramping it up again. And I mean, when 2022 starts, it, it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's already amazing, but it's going to be amazing in January because we're ramping up again. So he's saying it's a new season. So we got to say, okay, we have been what we've been through, but we're going where we're going to go. That's why Jesus died on the cross so that we don't get stuck on a road. We don't know where we're going. He says, I want to tether you to the Holy Spirit. I want to give you my word that's leading and guiding you. So today, are you, can, can we do that today? Can we together and yet individually, together, individually say, hey, it's a new day. This is a holy day unto the Lord. We're, we're going to stop being in 2020. We're even going to stop being in 2021, at least the first eight months, right? We're just going to say, okay, it's done. It's over. Okay, it happened, but we're not going to live there. We're going to live for the rest of this year and on into next year, and it's going to be a new season. How many of you are ready for a new season? Amen. Hey, a couple guys are going to come up with, a, with the worship, but I, Jamie McKnight uh, is going to come up too, and I'm going to share, he's going to share something. Yeah, come on up, Jamie. And, you know, before, before we, um, every Sunday morning when we come up here, um, we, have, we have a time of prayer here before the service at, at uh, 945. Uh, we meet and we talk for a little bit, and then we just have a time of prayer. And it's during that time of prayer that sometimes God just gives us like a, like a word, a uh, hey, I think, I think this is going to happen, or I'm, I'm just praying for this, or God just put this on my heart. And so, uh, you know, we open it up, and we talk a little bit. And so Jamie said, hey, I just think God's got a word for some people today. And he, and he shared that with us. And, and were, we, just resent, we just said, yeah, that's a word from the Lord. So Jamie, just share, share what God put on your heart, man. Yeah, <clears throat> um, real quick. Uh, so uh, just going back to, as far as, you know, hearing from the Lord and everything, just understand, like, it's not like a special, like weird, you know, whatever. Sometimes we can say that and we kind of get lost and it's like, oh, he must be like, no, it's nothing like that. It's literally just, I'm just praying and just say, Lord, like, give me thoughts, give me impressions or whatever. And everybody in here like has that ability, you know, because God wants to communicate. So um, under that, uh, we were, we were just praying. And um, one of the things that I kind of felt was just kind of like on my mind was that like, there might be even just one of you in here. Uh, might even be me, I don't know, uh, <laughs> um, that it's hard to hang on to something good because you feel like uh, every time something good happens, something else comes and wipes it out. And so like this happens and then boom, you know, you're getting healthy and then you get sick or you get a job promotion, but then one of your friends gets fired. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what that is for you. Um, and, and it's hard uh, with that sometimes can come a uh, a loss of hope or like a diminishing of faith because you're just like, why does God keep letting this happen? Uh, and I don't, I don't know why. Um, all I know is that I feel like God would say that like everything that he's doing in those moments for you is not in vain. Um, he understands that like it's difficult to go through that. But um, I don't know if you uh, know how the, the muscle works like in a body. 
Um, it literally has to be torn in order to become stronger. So you have these moments where, you know, maybe like this is great and then it cuts underneath and it's great and it cuts underneath and, and beyond the process is over time, I think the Lord is saying like, I want you to just trust me no matter what's coming at you. Like it, it doesn't matter. I give and I take away, you know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know who that's for. Uh, I know like you were saying, there's a lot of exhaustion and we're tired and, and everything. And I mean, is anybody there? Like, yeah, all right, okay, cool. A couple of you, that's great. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just that's kind of where I was at. So, yeah. Thanks. So uh, God says, I want you to reboot. I got, I got a great season for you. And uh, the Lord said, the word says God gives and he doesn't repent. He doesn't change his mind. You know, life is life, but God gives. And he doesn't add sorrow to it. He just gives. The world will try and bring sorrow, but God doesn't do that. So today, the encouragement is, you know what? God has blessed you. And maybe in times past, it just seemed like it's a revolving door. Blessing comes in, blessing goes out, blessing. And you're saying, I need some stability. Well, today's reboot day. Today is the day to make that decision, all right? So if you need a reboot today, you're, you're determining, not that you need it, you, yeah, but you're determining, I'm walking into a new season. I'm determining by God's word and his grace, I'm walking into a new season of joy, of provision, of no fear. I'm not going to live in fear. Uh, I'm not going to live in dis dysfunction. I'm going to live in peace. I'm not going to try and control what other decisions other people make. They can do whatever they want to with their body and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You with me? I'm living. You ready? Would you stand if you, if you want to reboot? You ready for a reboot to say, yeah, I'm ready for it. Let's go for it.